this Brentford season preview edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm in Newcastle upon Tyne, up in the northeast of England. And we are here with a, another in the series of our Premier League preview shows. And today, we're going to have a look at Brentford. Um, have a look at their prospects for the season ahead and make some betting picks that we like. Uh, joining me, um, as ever, from Nottinghamshire, is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. What's happening? Evening, Malcolm. How are we doing? I am... Um, Incredibly average. I can't think of anything good or bad, which I'm quite comfortable with. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm probably below average. Yeah, still oh, no. Oh, you had a sore throat, didn't you? Suffering with a bit of a cold at the moment, feeling sorry for myself. Uh, but what better way than uh, distract myself with a bit of football chat? Look forward to the Premier League starting. And as you say today, covering Brentford, the bees. Well, what will be good now for anyone who listens to this whole preview series is piecing together the timeline of your illness because we're not going to release them in the order we record them, Baz. So like some sort of uh, little internet game, like an escape room or something, you know, you've got to work out when Baz got ill, uh, what he did about it and when he got better. Um, so yeah, I'm going to caveat this by saying it today we are recording this on Tuesday the 25th uh, of July. So if Brentford signed Killian Mbappe tomorrow and you're thinking, that's a bit weird, you think the lads would have mentioned that, wouldn't you? It's because <laughs> we don't know about it. Uh, so we would mention it if he did. Um, but as of Tuesday the 25th, we don't know if he has or not. Um, so, yeah, 20, we've never done team previews before. Um, what would this be now? Our first full season on the show. Uh, we thought it was a good idea uh, just to, to get involved and to get the feeling back for the season. I've enjoyed looking through. Um, like I say, Brentford, I have no strong feeling either way towards Brentford. Uh, but I enjoyed looking looking through the... Uh, through the betting market, I enjoyed looking through the the, the prospects for the season. Um, if you aren't joining us here and you're kind of new, uh, especially Brentford fans, welcome along. Um, Spotify, Apple, Google, all the uh, usual places. If you search Premier League Gambling Podcasts, you'll find us. You obviously did find us because you're listening. Um, on Twitter, we are at SGPN Premier and our YouTube, uh, YouTube.com at Premier League Gambling Podcast. So, yeah. Uh, Brentford, Baz, I'll run you through the, the top end of the markets, the main markets, because um, there's going to be some are more relevant than others. To win the Premier League, Baz, 500 to 1. Uh, shout stop when you get interested. Top four finish is 50 to 1. A top six finish is 16 to 1. A top half finish, 15 to 8, uh, plus 187. Uh, bottom half finish, we then go odds on 4 to 11, minus 277. 15 to 2 for relegation. Uh, and on the handicap market, um, plus 41 points, if you fancy they can win the handicap with 41 points. Finished ninth last year, Baz, with 59 points, which was a 13-point improvement on 21 and 22. Uh, they had a good season. They were a likeable team um, in terms of their identity and personality. Uh, they play nice football. They've got a likeable manager. He's not. Uh, he's one of the new breed. He, 
He says things that are worth listening to. He doesn't just talk in cliches. Um, and the club has a real togetherness and a momentum about them. I mean, Brentford really are the, the darlings of uh, a lot of the media at the moment. They get held up as a well-run club and as a really good community club, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I've got no problem with that at all. And I don't really see what changes because they do have a clear identity. There's not that many question marks when you come into Brentford. The one question mark we'll obviously touch on is Ivan Tony, uh, who's going to be missing until uh, mid-January. But apart from how the manager's going to go about it, who they're going to play, how they're going to play, none of that really. Um, is I, I can't see that change and I can't see them all of a sudden sinking like a stone. There's no reason why what they did last year won't continue. I thought the points total kind of flattered them because they won five of the last six games. Uh, they've got some soft wins, you know, when uh, teams are kind of on the beach or they beat Spurs, which everybody did. Beat Man City on the last day when they weren't bothered. Um, so just in general, Baz, I mean, I think it's all positive really for Brentford. I'm certainly not concerned with any of the, uh, the relegation stuff. It's just where in that number of teams they're going to finish. But um, I think they'll go well back. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've wrote down similar stuff. I don't, I don't think much will change next year. Ivan Tony will be a loss out, out with suspension until the middle of January. Um, but even if there's sort of some regression for Brentford from last season, um, they, they still finished comfortably in the top 10 last year. They were 14 points above Palace, who were in 11th place. Uh, so you said that, you know, they were 13 points better off last year. Um, you know, even if they dropped those 13 points last year, they, they'd have still finished in the, in the top 10. Um, they only lost nine games all season. Um, and not many teams could better that. Only Man City, Arsenal and Newcastle lost fewer games than Brentford. Even Man United and Liverpool each lost nine, so, so they were tied. Uh, a lot of draws, very similar to Newcastle, 14 draws for Brentford. So there could be a bit of regression for them. Um, you know, a few of those draws might turn into defeats. And as you say, things like the Man City win last day of the season, you know, if that's several weeks earlier, it probably doesn't happen. Man City wouldn't have been hung over. But good season, and they were comfortably in the top 10. Um, pre-season, I had a quick look. They, they drew 1-1. You know, at this stage, they've only played Boreham Wood. They drew 1-1, but that was very much a second-string side. Uh, they put out a stronger side versus Fulham over in America uh, and lost 3-2 in that game. Vissa and Janelt with the goals. So at the time of recording, they've not yet played Brighton and Villa in that Premier League series over there in America. Uh, they'll play those two games and then they'll finish their pre-season with a home fixture against Lille on the 5th of August. So we'll probably, you know, we are recording this a little early. We'll, we'll have a better idea of how they've done pre-season, but um, I'm, I'm not putting a huge amount of weight on, on some of these pre-season stuff anyway. And I think, as you say, Brentford will continue to be the same side um, and, and play the same way. You know, we'll come on to... Um, the sort of players, new signings and key players for next season in a moment. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I agree with everything you say. What you said about them being a, a sort of likeable club, there's certainly not, there's nothing to dislike about Brentford, is there? Um, and that says a lot because we dislike almost <laughs> we, Yeah, we, we hate um, everyone. We do hate everybody. And I can't really think of anything to hate about Brentford. Um, so, so yeah, that, that, you know. Yeah, it's a bit happy, clappy, Baz. 
little bit, yeah. The whole yeah. Attitude and all that. Yeah. Nah. Like, everyone's everyone's having a lovely time, and that's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, I mean, that's all. We, if that's all we've got, Baz. Uh, I mean, yeah. Wait a little bit. If when they beat us, as soon as they beat us this season, when they beat Newcastle. Uh, this season we'll have plenty of ammunition but because we beat them twice last year they, uh, we we had other enemies that were higher up the list um, so yeah I think they are going to go fine there's a, a few kind of trends really that I like they did only lose two home games all year uh, they made that little stadium um, a bit of a fortress uh, so if you want to sort of, if you bet them on a weekly basis they had ten home wins in seven of those came by more than one goal uh, so there's a little trend there uh, Brentford on the home handicap it's uh, really good wins as well uh, they humped remember they humped in Liverpool at one point um, during the season post World Cup uh, they only won five away um, but they did include Spurs Manchester City and Chelsea um, and yeah kind of survived on a lot of draws so first half goals I remember Baz on the pick show back end of the season going to this well a lot on the first half goals Um over one and a half first half goals hit 37% of the time. That was a really good price. I was back in that. They were just kind of wide open. And I know we're not taking friendlies into account an awful lot, but straight away, bang, bang against Brighton the other day. Um, and that generally hits at a, at a decent price as well. Um, and just overall, the sum is more than the, the parts. Obviously, Tony's a bit of a miss. And uh, David Rea might move possibly the goalkeeper. At Tottenham have been sniffing around. I don't know what the latest with that is. But losing a goalkeeper, is, for me, is not a big deal break, especially around the middle. You can go and find someone, especially the way they've Brentford have recruited. Them, they? they've, already, they've already signed Mark Flecken from uh, Freiburg. They're okay. £20 million signing in goal, which you suspect is a David Raya replacement. I mean, £20 million is a, a big fee for a goalkeeper if you're not going to play him. Um Thomas Frank had said in his press conference yesterday there's still a, a chance uh, David Raya goes. I mean, he was being touted for Man United and, and obviously that option's gone now because um, they've signed... Who is it, Malgam? Oh, no, no. Oh, what's his name? Oh, shut up, man. <laughs> Idiot. Um, Putting people so, yeah, off bars with crap like that. He's not going to Man City. Uh, not going to Man United. They have... Um, Made a couple of other signings, haven't they? Signed Kevin Shard. Is it Shard? He was really good. Um, oh, well, he was really good. He caught the eye, is what he did, because he can run fast, uh, which yeah, always catches not, the eye, didn't he? Much, but he looked, he looked sharp. Not so much of a new signing. He was there on loan from January, uh, but they've signed him on a permanent deal for a similar fee to uh, Mark Fleck, and they've, they've signed him for £20 million. And centre-back Nathan Collins has arrived from Wolves. Um, I'm just checking those fees, to be honest. I probably made those... Uh, Figures up in terms of that goalkeeper saying. Say what you want, it doesn't matter, Baz. Say anything. No, no sorry, Flecken was uh, the keeper was ten million. Um, it was Collins and Shaw that were close at the, the twenty million mark. Um, so not tons of business. Um, no significant departures though. Uh, they haven't really lost anyone of any worth. Um, obviously, the big thing is Tony. We know he's the key key man for them. Um, he will be a big miss, but. I said on our pick show at the end of last season, um, you know, people started out right. Will Will Brentford cope without him? And I, I said I was quite confident with Visser and Mbwemo. They'd, they'd fill that gap and they'd get the goals, and that proved to be the case. At the end of the season, if they finished with three straight wins, yeah. um, West Ham, Spurs, and Man City, as you say, Man City won. 
um, you know, good time to play there. Arguably, same with West Ham because they were very much focused on Europe at that time. And but Chelsea just, as well. They got a, a tune at Chelsea. The thing you still got to go do it though, Baz. Even if you were on the beach, yeah, and you're missing your striker. That that to me is testament to the coaching. The fact that players could come in with Seren and Buemo and Sharda and whoever else. Uh, could come in and adjust, make adjustments, and you're still going out to win a Premier League game. Like they'd be Forest, Forest were fighting for their life. They were unlucky at Liverpool, who were chasing Newcastle down for that Champions League spot. So yeah, a couple of the wins were soft, but I think you have to give credit to Brentford for that. You can't uh, take anything away. I think the key from those three games as well was was as say those two players I mentioned, and Bremo and and Vissa scored five between them in those last three games, uh, and I think they can continue to hold the fort until Tony comes back. Um, and Tony will be, you know, as as, as they'll say, uh, like a new signing in January. But I think they can uh, they can hold the fort until then. If Brentford don't go and do anything in the in the transfer market, there has been talk of them making a move for Brennan Johnson from Forest. Yes, um, but I think Villa are also potentially in the market for him. Um, so yeah, at this stage, as you say, that nothing nothing has happened in terms of any strike up for Brentford. It might be that they go out and do someone. I don't think they necessarily need to. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens between now and the start of the season on that front. Okie doke. Uh, we'll get into some of the, the, the betting markets then, Baz, once I've told you about our uh, Patreon page, the Sports Gambling Podcast. Patreon, we are waging war against corporate gambling, loads of exclusive content, contests, merch for our patrons. Uh, you get your monthly SGP Stories podcast, ad-free, uncensored show, hiding the best stories from decades of being DGENs. Uh, there's a Discord channel as well, just for our patrons. Uh, don't forget the, the um, Premier League Gambling Podcast Discord channel as well, which is Umar Shaw, let me tell you. Um, so yeah, loads of exclusive perks, and it's a good way of supporting our network here at SGPN. Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon is the place to do all of those things. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. So in terms of bets, Baz, I wasn't high enough on them uh, to be interested in the top four finish. Um, and I've just called a little bit of an audible here because we made a little league table, or I did, made a little league table. I had Brentford in 11th. Um, but over the last three or four hours, I eked them up to 10th. I had Wolves finishing in 10th, which might be a little bit extravagant, Buzz. Um, So I've eked them up to 10th. And now I've just been sitting playing Monopoly with a Bairn and watching all the stories on the telly about Harry Kane leaving Tottenham. Um, I had Spurs in ninth, so I think I'm going to eke Brentford up to ninth above Spurs, which does bring in the top half finish. Um, so the top half finish is at 15 to 8 plus 187. Um, so that was my, my first pick. Obviously, the relegation stuff didn't interest me. I'm not sure about the handicap plus 41 points. Um, I think Simmers messaged earlier on. He got involved in the uh, in the Brentford handicap. There was a couple of other teams I fancied for the handicap. Um, but yeah, top half finish. And then there was there was one other bet. Like I said, it is hard with these teams in the middle, Baz, um, because there's no... The, the fancy prices are fancy prices for a reason. So you're really looking uh, at the match bets. So um, Brentford to finish above. Um, so I'll just drag that market up here um, to see the, who they're in and around. Um, so so the middle teams are, you've got Tottenham. So there you go, Tottenham 11-2, to Brentford to finish above Tottenham 11-2, to which I currently have. 
Um, that's not one of the official players. Brighton, 130. Brentford, the vin- finish above Villa, 130. And then it goes on, so on. Uh, Crystal Palace, 8 to 11. Fulham, 1 to 2. Because my pick, Baz, is right slap bang in the middle of that. It is even money. Um, and it's Brentford to finish above West Ham. Um, I just don't know why they wouldn't. I, I'm not sure West Ham are in a bit of a mess again. I mean, we've talked about this. There's a bit of a, a fraudulent cloud hanging over West Ham because they won that cup. Fair enough. Uh, we were we were delighted for them, but I see we must be getting a bit soft in our old age, bad because we didn't actually mind them winning that trophy either. Um, but. Going back to even mid-March, I mean, they were rubbish. And the souls categorically their best player. They've got no one coming in. West Ham fans are starting to get a little bit twitchy. So West Ham are going to verge on the rubbish side again. I mean, they haven't changed the manager. He does nothing for me either. Um, I just don't know where that where a reverse in form would come from. Quite a big reverse in form as well, that would be, uh, for, for West Ham to overhaul Brentford. So, yeah, even money, Baz, um, would be my... That's my main pick on Brentford. All I do think they could finish above Spurs. And like I say, top half is certainly in there, Richard, 15 to 8. Uh, we're very much in the same ballpark. I've done the same as you. Started with a with my league table uh, and then start to see where I can fit in bets around that. Um, and the first one that stood out for me was was Brentford in, in a top 10 finish. Definitely shop around for the prices. You mentioned 15 to 8. Um, I've got it here at 9 to 4, so plus 225. Oh, wow, okay. Um, to finish in the top 10. And for me, it came down to what you say. Can they finish ahead of teams like West Ham, Fulham, Palace, who are going to be the team sort of there or thereabouts, pushing them at the top end of the bottom half? Um, and I think they can. And particularly these prices, I said, earlier, they finished 14 points ahead of 11th last season, so even if they slip back a little um, there is room for a little regression, but for them to still remain in the top half, so my main pick would be Brentford to finish in the top half, and it's because of what you said, I think they'll finish above West Ham Um, and I think that could be what it boils down to, you know, teams in that sort of area Um, very similar to you I had Brentford pegged in 10th Um, I've got Spurs in 9th but yeah, well, I did about twenty minutes ago. But but I'm flip flopping them. So Brentford top half finish is is my pick. But then I did say a more ambitious way to go here would be Brentford to finish above Spurs at eleven to two plus five fifty. Uh, I think it's good value. Um, I think it's still a long way back for Spurs to get back to where they were. Um, despite all the positive sounds around Postacoglu and everything, I, I still. I'm still not convinced Kane will still be there. And the later it goes on, you know, the more the risk being left without a replacement or being rushed into a move for someone. Uh, even if Kane stays, um, I think Spurs could struggle. That you know, if Kane stays, it just becomes a bit of a cloud potentially, doesn't it? Because you know he's going at the end of the season anyway. Um, Brentford were just one point behind them last season, so eleven to two to finish above Spurs. Um, yeah, Brentford don't even need to finish in the top half potentially to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the two, you know, that would be a second pick. Uh, you know, a bit more of an ambitious way of playing it. Um, but yeah, the pick for me, Brentford top half finish ninety four plus two two five, uh, and the the longer shot, getting to finish above Spurs at eleven to two plus five fifty. Um, I'm looking at that West Ham uh, bet bars nineteen points. Brentford finished above West Ham. That is a massive reversal in form that you're going to need 
Brentford have got to regress back down to 50, which puts them down in 11th. And then West Ham are going to have to get up to 50, which puts them sort of 12th. So they'll have to, West Ham would have to get, it would be 10 versus 11 or something. I mean, that's incredible. Uh, even money um, is, is a great price. And yeah, that Tottenham, we've just said that uh, Brentford aren't coming with many question marks and question marks are all Tottenham's coming with. Tottenham are just one big question mark. Um, and it's not only a question mark on can they build on what they did last year. They need to arrest that slide because uh, they were a shambles uh, for the back end of the season uh, last year. Right, Baz, we'll do uh, a couple of minutes fantasy. Yes. Uh, in a moment, because we're going to uh, we're going to have our listeners FPL League, which I'll give you the code for in a bit, and everyone can enter. Um, I'll need to tell you first about underdog fantasy. Uh, speaking of which, uh, underdog fantasy, I've got your prime for the NFL season right around the corner. Uh, underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. Um, loads of chances to win in the daily MLB contests as well. Um, you can enter Best Ball Mania 4. First place gets $1 million. Head to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. Uh, so, yeah, fantasy options then um, for uh, for Brentford. The one that I've seen in all of these incredibly annoying tweets, Baz, uh because we followed a load of FPL pages on our uh, on our Twitter page, is that everyone's got a template. Template's the buzzword, and you have to follow the template. If you don't follow the template, you can't win. If you haven't got 11 of these 14 players, you can't win. And the template player is Brian Mbwemo, uh for Brentford. Well, six and a half million quid, did score 150 points last year. Obviously, you've got no Tony. Um, he's going to be up there. Uh, David Rea was the top goal, uh, scoring goalkeeper last season uh, in the entire competition, but we've already discussed him out the door. Um, so, yeah, Brian and Buemo. And, I mean, Sharda was an option. 5.5, he's uh, down as a midfielder. Um, but I think you probably need to see it. Definitely an option. But other than Buemo, Baz, you're, you're more of a fantasy guy than me. So, uh take us through this Brentford list and did anyone jump off the page for you? Yeah, I mean, the, the reason for Mbwemo being so popular is, is six and a half million. He's listed as a midfielder and we yeah. know he's going to be further up the pitch. So you're almost getting an out of position advantage there. If you can get a midfielder who's playing essentially as a forward, uh, you're getting you know more opportunities. And six and a half million midfielder, Mbwemo will probably be far better value than the six and a half million strikers that are available in the striker side of things. Um, Visser will, will be considered by a few because he's only £6 million, uh, for a forward. Not a bad price. Uh, and with Tony out, you know, it is going to be those two that are sharing the load um, to the, to start the season as it stands. I think both of them will be quite highly owned. And Bremo at the moment is currently sitting in about 25% of teams, but that'll go up significantly as we get closer to the season. Um, he'll be in a large percentage of, of live teams. Um, yeah, a lot of people won't have even drafted their sides yet. But So that, that will go up. As you say, he scored 150 points last year. That was just two points behind Son. We know Son had a poor season last year. But he also outscored players like Foden, Matoma, um, James Madison, for example. And as I say, as a six and a half million midfielder, and see why he's popular. Um, 
you, you've mentioned Raya. As I say, he, he would be popular if he stays um, for five million as a goalkeeper. He was the second highest goal scoring uh, scoring keeper in the Fantasy Premier League last year. But similarly, if he goes um, and Flecken becomes the number one at Brentford, then at four and a half million, he would become a real option for a, a cheap keeper because you'll find a lot of people will sort of want to double up on cheap keepers at around the four or five. Where's all them more. points come from, Baz? Because it like. Instinct tells me Brentford didn't keep a load of clean sheets. And am I just wrong on that fact? Is it bonus points um, or what? Not sure how many clean sheets, but the keepers also get points for saves. So for every yeah. three saves you make, you get a point. Um, well, to be fair, so, they didn't concede many goals at all, Baz. See, that's true. Yeah. They conceded 46 goals. Like Arsenal 43, Man United 43, um, Villa 46. Yeah, so they were right in that. Um, that's just in my you see in my head. You think Brentford won three two every week, and I'm what just not sure Malcolm that's true. Is, is if let's say Man City win a game four nil, um, Edison might not have made a save in that game, and he'll get six points for playing and getting a clean sheet. Yeah, um, Brentford could go out, uh, and there's also bonus points. It's almost like a man of the match system where there's a three point, a two point, and a one point for the stars of the game, essentially. Um, in that Man City 4 0 win, you know, Holland might have got three points, De Bruyne two, and I don't know, Morris got the one. So for that clean sheet, Edison got himself six points. Brentford, on the other hand, might go and win 1 0. Um, so he gets his six points for a clean sheet, but he might also have made six or seven saves in that game. And if he's made seven saves in the game, he'll get two bonus points, um, but also be right in the running for the man of the match. You know, We call it a bonus point system in FPL. It's essentially like a, a man of the match type of thing. So you could be looking at David Rea getting 11 points for that clean sheet compared to an Edison or an Allison where they've got the clean sheet, but they've done nothing all game. So you can find some of the lower downkeepers can pick up a lot of points from saves and the bonus points as a result of that um, they can pick up. So so that's why you know you find that the player keepers in this price bracket will be far more popular. Um, and as I say, certainly if if Riot goes, then then Flecken becomes an option at four and a half million. Um, people will be tempted by that yeah. as a keeper option. Excellent. Um... Well, Baz, uh, so yeah, the, the FPL League, um, I'll throw out the, the code now, uh, the code for our league on the uh, the PremierLeague.com website. Um, I'm guessing a lot of you will have played before, but if you haven't, we, we threw out a, um, a little beginner's guide episode a couple of weeks ago, and we are recording a full-on FPL preview show, um, which will be out sometime in the last week in July. Um, I keep having to remember that this isn't going out live as per usual, Baz, so I'm really stumbling over the date. Um, the code for our particular league is CVVQAB. So, Cactus Victor Victor Quiz <laughs> Arthur Bollocks is what we're going with, Baz. Uh, what a, Cactus Victor Victor Quiz Arthur Bollocks CVV. QAB. Um, there's going to be 150 quid in cash. There's going to be some merch from the merch store. Uh, the Egg in a Cup Cup will be up for grabs as well. Um, so the only rule is really um, get in before the start of the season because we don't want any stragglers coming in and, um, and farming the prizes later on. And also, there's a moral obligation if you went there to go and like and follow and review something. Go and find one of our shows on one platform and press a button, uh, hit five stars, 
uh, leave us a review and stuff subscribe like that. Subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe on a podcast. It's not a lot to ask. <laughs> yeah. to say. We're, we're putting up a cash prize for the winner, um, and there'll be some merchandise available as well. So, yeah, to be eligible, get yourself involved, um, and let's let's build the league up and see where we go with it. What I'm now looking forward to, Baz, is in the next 19 episodes, is me making up new phonetics for that code. I'm now really looking forward to seeing where we can go because I'm going to use a different... I'm going to have to find 19 other words and start with a Q uh, between now and next week. Uh, once the season gets underway, uh, we'll have weekly picks, shows, uh, Premier League. Uh, we do stream them live, but like I say, they're always on those platforms. European stuff, Champions League, we do the EFL. We'll have an EFL pick show coming out before the season. Midweek picks, reviews, as well as some fantasy stuff as well. So uh, two, three times a week, you'll see us out and about Fun and games, uh, we, we talk a lot of bollocks and then we make some picks. Um, and it's, yeah, nothing nothing too sinister at all. So, Baz, thank you very much. I think we managed it. We did, uh, we've done number one, even though this might not be number one. Uh, confident we can rattle the rest off now. Yeah, and under 30 minutes. Well done. Under 30 minutes. 30 minutes is now. Okay, which is a perfect time to say goodbye. Uh, cheers, everyone, for listening. Uh, do all the things Barry just told you to do. Uh, and we'll be back pre-season get involved we'll see you down the road cheers